0: Welcome to a special edition of our monthly market update. Now, normally I do a, a monthly update where we talk about the market overall, but with the coronavirus going on, there's lots of questions, both for myself, lots of clients, other investors I know about what's going on with tenants paying the rent or not paying the rent, what's the leasing situation looking like. So I decided the best way to do this was rather than me talking to a bunch of property managers than trying to repeat the information I said, hey, a better way is to go out there and interview a handful of property managers and try to ask them the same series of questions. So hopefully that way everyone out there can get a feel for what's going on and what the scene is like. So in this episode, I talk with four property managers and they appear in the order that I recorded the episode with. So the first one is Gray Hall with GK Houses, then Ellie and Devin Reimer with Arrowwood Property Management then Ann Marie Sunday with Legacy Property Management, and then Mark Cunningham with Grace Property Management. So my plan is to uh, do this as a monthly update while the coronavirus pandemic is going on. That way, myself and everyone out there knows what's going on in the rental market. So definitely look out for us every single month. And if you have specific questions you are curious about that you want me to ask these property managers, let me know. Shoot me an email at chris at denverinvestmentrealestate.com and in between every interview you'll hear a quick transition that just goes from uh, one scene to the next scene to the next scene to the next scene. Audio is going to be a little bit spotty uh, because we're recording it across Zoom calls so just kind of have to deal with that uh, but there's really good data so I hope you enjoy the episode. All right, so I've got Gray Hall with GK Houses with me. Gray, how's it going? Good, man. Thanks for having me on here, Chris. Yeah, I'm excited to do this. As you know, we get lots of people asking us questions how the rental market is going. And so I thought the best way would be to talk to you directly, kind of see what you're seeing on the ground since you're in the trenches. So give everyone just a quick rundown on who you and GK Houses are.
1: Yeah, so I'm the team leader for GK Houses. Um, we are a property management company. Um, we've got five markets nationally, and so I'm out here in terms of all of Colorado. So, um, started in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, we're out here in Denver, Boulder, and Fort Collins. So, um, manage you know, most of the Front Range. Not in Colorado Springs yet, but yeah, we manage uh, about 700 houses out here. So. From majority single family, we've got a lot of small multi, that's very common out here uh, in Denver, and then up to kind of some small, we manage up to 49 units. And so that's kind of our sweet spot is the single family and small multifamily.
0: Great. So let's jump into the rental payment collections or non-collections for the month. And I know you got some data. Um, So where do you want to start? Because I know you pulled a few months of data. What's the easiest spot for you to start with?
1: Yeah, so I'll just kind of talk about uh, this year, and then we'll kind of look at year-over-year changes. So uh, I think this year is what everybody's focused on. Um, So we've we've seen pretty strong corrections. So um, March, we collected 98%. uh, April, we collected 97.5%, so almost 98%. And then this month, kind of through today, we're at 93%. um, And so kind of looking year over year, it's changed less.
0: So let me stop. Does everyone know, it's like we're recording this on – May 8th, so we're just about a week into May. So you said you're at 93.5%?
1: Yeah, so we're at 93.5%. Um, with a lot of the people who've been affected, we've kind of practically reached out and got payment agreements with a lot of these people who have been affected by COVID. Um, a lot of those payment agreements are kind of paying half on the 1st and half on the 15th. So I'd expect the month to end somewhere in the 96 to 97% range. It's kind of still untold, but we've got stimulus checks coming through, but now we're really kind of into the long stretch of people potentially not being able to work. Um, so, potentially, you're going to kind of see a 1% to 2% drop off uh, is kind of what I expect for the end of the month. And so, this is kind of normal for where we've been at uh, on the 8th of uh, the previous two months.
0: Okay. So, you said this is, you were being around that the low 90, low to mid 90s yeah. is pretty normal for the end of the first week of the month?
1: Yeah. I'd say, yeah, in the COVID for like March, April, in this month. And so, just okay. since we had these payment plans, there's been some delay um, just with tenants getting in rent payments. And so, and, you know, working remotely, we've got tenants tenants drop off rent where we're probably a day or two after collecting. So that is as good as it can be right now. But I think probably once the 15th or the 20th of the month, that's when all the rent that we'll, you know, we're expecting to get out will be in.
0: And so when you gave this at 93.5%, is that for like full rent collected or any rent collected?
1: That's for, yeah, of all rent collected.
0: So like, like a full, like a ten page, you like, if I paid you like half month's rent, am I included in that rent payment? Well, yeah, the half. So this is just okay. our, pull the
1: rent roll. And so the total amount of rent of all of our rented properties, less well, kind of what's outstanding. So if they make a partial payment, it'll, it'll be counted in there. It's not counted as a full rent payment. We're just looking at the dollars and cents of total rent we expect and then total rent we've collected. So those are all the numbers I've been referencing. is the rent. Roll. Okay,
0: so let me just repeat this so me and all the listeners can listen. So you know, let's just say on average you collect hundred dollars a month for simplicity, yep. uh, you're basically saying you're at 93 and 5 cents on every dollar you're supposed to collect right now. Correct, yeah, that's exactly right. Wow, okay, so that, that seems higher than I was expecting, so that's good wow. news to me.
1: Yeah, no, that's really good news. I mean, I was very pleasantly surprised whenever I looked uh, at the total dollar amount. And so, uh, yeah, I, I'm very excited about this. I mean, it's great for our owners because that's the biggest question that they've had is are my tenants going to pay um, thankfully we've seen tenants value their house and wanting to make payment arrangements. They've been great at reaching out if they do have issues and we've been trying to work with them. Um, so yeah, I mean, if, I mean, these numbers from last year are hardly different. I mean, we're talking, you know, 0.1% different, uh, March year over year of the total really? rate but yeah. And then, you know, April was a little worse. April was 0.9% different from last year. And so we were, we were down, you know, at 0.9% from what we collected last year from a percentage standpoint. But overall, very strong rent collections. Um, so I'm very pleasantly surprised. that certainly is, you know, that's the one job that we've got as PMs to collect rent. And so um, that certainly makes our communication with owners, you know, a lot easier when tenants are paying.
0: Do you have like a rough feel? Because I know you do about 700 properties. Like, are there any tenants that are just like flat out like, I can't, I can pay nothing? Or they're saying, hey, I know there's like an eviction moratorium and they're giving me the middle finger.
1: Are you getting any of those? Maybe one or two. I've seen one or two of those come across. For the most part, that, that has not happened. But hey, that happens outside of COVID. You know, I mean, they, yeah. you can have those tenants, you're just gonna, you know, you, you know you, they're gonna want to be evicted, essentially, is kind of what it seems like. So, uh, no, no, I think, thankfully, um, we haven't seen too many tenants. I think that they're, yeah, valuing their home and wanting to kind of do, make good on their promise. That that is outstanding.
0: And now I know you've got you know from here to Fort Collins and you know single families up to you know mid-sized multies. Are you seeing any specific trends in different locations or property types as far as like rent payments from non rent payments?
1: Um, no, I mean the only no not not necessarily. I kind of okay. out of the data. Yeah, nothing really is is different.
0: And something you had uh, mentioned to me earlier was that. Uh, you're probably going to see a backlog of maintenance, right? Can you repeat that for our listeners?
1: Yeah. um, What we're seeing is a significant drop-off in maintenance requests submitted. And so we're we're tracking this on a daily basis. We talk about all the work that kind of came in that, you know, throughout the the previous day. And once the stay at home order went in place in Colorado, just significant drop-off and it's understandable. I mean, we're, we're trying not to go in tenants houses, unless it's something that we need to repair because it just increases the likelihoods. We're, you know, We've got a responsibility to maintain the homes, but tenants don't want us in their homes for anything that's not an emergency. Now, if the water heater, they're calling us, and they've got no problem with us coming in there. But yeah, so we've seen significant drop-off, and what we're, uh, some people kind of in the industry have predicted is there's just this backlog. So there's just kind of normal level of maintenance that's going to happen on all your level of properties, and the number that is coming in has significantly dropped. And so we're going to see an increase once, I think once the stay-at-home orders kind of lift. We know more about testing. We know more about how the disease spreads. And so, um, yeah, maybe sometime later this summer, once things start to open up, I think all of that's going to hit. And so maintenance costs the first two quarters of the year are going to be a lot lower for owners, I would expect. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't need to be happen. So it's just kind of getting deferred and pushed down. Um, and so, yeah, maybe we don't know when that's going to happen, but at some point all these maintenance items are going to kind of – they're going to be called in, and so we're kind of preparing for that. If it happens in the middle of summer when – We've got all our tenants moving out we've got rehabs going on and then we're going to have a back maintenance. And so that's when the fun should start.
0: All right. And what are you seeing on like the leasing front? How, how yeah. slow or how bad is it?
1: Good question. Um, it really again, dropped off whenever stay home order went kind of mid March. Um, so you know, we weren't able to show occupied properties um, anymore. And so kind of some of the changes that we've had because of that is we're only showing vacant properties. So it's, you know, a drop down and showings, but also applications. I mean, very few people these days are putting an application without seeing the home. And so that kind of, you know, limits our ability. But what I've seen in the past three weeks, applications doubled. Showings went up again. Um, so it, even in the past week, and it's really starting to feel like summer again. And so I think the longer we're kind of further away from the stay at home order, I'm seeing people moving from out of state again, That kind of everything got put on pause for a little bit for the thing of those six weeks. And so um, I think even summer came early with summer, you know, with people being out of school and um, you know, the colleges not being there. We're starting to see some of the activity that we started, you know, maybe you would see June. It's kind of getting pushed sooner. And so uh, I know this week we had a, a really big week of leasing. We lease, you know, six properties with tenants currently in them. And so um, there are tenants signing leases um, with kind of sight unseen. And so, um, yeah, it's been encouraging that it, it's picked up, you know, it's, you know, we've got, we want to fill these vacancies for owners. And so um, I'm, I'm hopeful that kind of like the delay period is behind us, you know, but you know, a lot of this is just kind of dealing with the unknown and kind of pivoting. And so we've, uh, yeah, just had to kind of be agile in the way that we're leasing houses.
0: Are you seeing our, for any of your owners, have you had to do like, you know, rent drops or rent concessions, to get things filled over the
1: last, you know, six weeks or so? We, we've been more aggressive with that. We've been trying to educate our owners that, um, just in the current environment with people more nervous to move, you know, you kind of shrink the size of the applicant. So we've, we've done that. I I don't feel like it's anything drastically different. I think that we're just, we're trying to get ahead of the communication and probably just be more aggressive to kind of keep the vacancy time down, but, um, kind of normal drops, you know, $50 or a hundred dollars on a $2,000 a month house. We're not dropping at 500, you know, we're not dropping around percent it might be within that five to ten percent range which is you know kind of is, is, is normal but seeing rent soften across markets but it's nothing that's like super concerning to me you know as an investor or property manager
0: and do you think like the you know the, the those rent drops you think that's just kind of like a nature of the beast the last six weeks like hey it's better to drop at 50 bucks get someone there correct two months earlier so you think that's just kind of like that was a moment yeah. in time and probably going forward you won't be doing as many drops
1: yeah, I think so. And it, it kind of comes with knowing your owners and kind of what's their situation. Some owners are, you know, well capitalized and they're okay to kind of wait out for a higher amount. But there, it is a numbers game that you could either wait 30 days or you could drop it $100 now. And so it's kind of that, you know, laying it out for the owners. Hey, your, you know, your opportunity cost for these next six weeks is this. We yeah. recommend you go ahead and drop it down while things are uncertain. Let's put a little certainty back into your life. It's kind of how we're trying to bridge it. Um, yeah, with those drops
0: now uh you're in an interesting position compared to a lot of other you know property managers out here in the front range, and I hopefully I don't catch you off guard with this question, but since you know g k yeah. houses in you know is like five different markets, overall, do you have a sense is Denver kind of on the same average as the other markets better or worse than the other markets you guys are in, or do you know with rent collection yeah, just rent collection and activity and
1: yeah it's' like a good a, a feeling
0: of this you know just giving it a feel
1: yeah I think um like a lot of our markets are in the south, and so those have been less kind of restricted with stay-at-home orders. So Colorado's kind of been more strict in that sense. But yeah. we see seen similar trends with maintenance. Um, I'd say even Colorado, we're getting less maintenance requests than say, our Birmingham, Alabama market. Mm-hmm. So uh, I feel like those markets have been less affected but still affected overall. Um, leasing is very similar. We saw very kind of similar. All markets jump up in applications received and showings received. Um, and then rent collection, I've got um, some data where it's the same thing. It's kind of 1% off where we were last year. So it's kind of nationwide. Yeah. We've got this you know, unique perspective where we can see kind of, um, you know, five different markets and how they're operating. Um, it's different, you know, different percentage scales, I think for Birmingham, Alabama, and some of these other markets um, they're, they're kind of, threshold for what they consider good rent collection is a little bit lower than Denver. Um uh, Denver just a really good market for rent collection historically. And so, yeah, very similar trends across all the markets. Nothing has drastically been different, uh, in any of the ones that we're managing. Great. So those
0: are all the questions I had lined up for you. Got any like final data points or, or, commentary you want to share with the listeners before we wrap things up?
1: Um, so one cool thing that, you know, I, I've seen that coming out of this, I think this is going to force the industry, um, to adopt things like uh, auto showings. You know, we're, we're trying to cut down with the human interaction. So you know, we, we use a company called Rently. We've also started doing some cool things with Matterports. And those are two things that if you know, owners are looking for ways to lease in this current environment where we don't know if we can allow showings, that's you know, Denver, it's kind of not allowed. And so those are just some cool things that we've been doing that people can look into is shooting the Matterports. It's a virtual walkthrough doing video walkthroughs. Uh, I know that Zillow is offered some of this stuff. So those are kind of some of the leasing tips that uh, just trying to make your system as, as kind of hands-off as possible, just to make sure that we're not kind of aiding in the spread of this, but still able to lease properties.
0: Outstanding. So great. This has been extremely helpful and we'll definitely be doing this. You know, my plan is to do it every single month until the crisis subsides. If people want to learn more about you, GK houses, get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you?
1: Yeah. Uh, website is a great place. gkhouses.com. Uh, you can email me directly. It's no, gray.hall at gkhouses.com. Gray is spelled G-R-A-Y. And um, they'll be in the show notes as well. So yeah, email yeah. me. Go to our website. Um, our office, my is on there. Uh, feel free to reach out to me directly if you get got any kind of further questions on this data points or, or kind of what I'm seeing. Happy to help.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Gray. Appreciate it.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Chris.
0: All right, so I have Ellie and Devin Reimer with me here from Airwood Property Management. How are you guys doing today?
2: We're good. How are yeah, you? Great.
0: Well, I want to jump into like the million-dollar question that I'm asking, my clients are asking. And you know, today is Friday, May 8th. Let's talk about how rent collections are going or not going. What do you guys see us?
2: Well, I've seen that April was a pretty consistent month. Everybody had rent. Um, we only put about five to seven people on payment plans, and we run a portfolio right around 300. Um, May has been a totally different ballgame. May, uh, people, some people still haven't filed unemployment, like your 1099, hospitality, hairstylist, those kind of workers. So they need payment plans. They can't even pay 50% of the rent. Um, so May versus April, Uh May has been a blizzard, April was smooth sailing. And I actually personally predict that June will be the same as May. Um, it's pretty tough to get rent right now. And I feel like we're full-time counselors, um, more than landlords right now. So, so.
0: I, I got like already 10 questions for you, Ellie. So, uh, April 20, this last April compared to April 19, roughly, how does that compare?
2: Um, April versus, I mean, he's got like Deb, you can give. Yeah. So, I mean,
3: actual statistics. uh, This is, again, for our portfolio. So, could be different for everybody, it is different than the national average, but um, 1% difference. So, we collected 1% less rent uh, this April than last
0: April. Okay. So, that's, I mean, that's nothing. Yeah. Exactly. But it sounds like May is a different story.
2: Currently right now for being May 8th, we are 40% out. So we've only collected 60% of our rents. And that's like
0: 60% gross on all the rents owed to you guys, like across the whole portfolio. That is correct. Yep. Okay. And what's the feedback in from tenants? Are they, are you getting people that are just like, Hey, I know there's a rent moratorium and they're giving them the middle finger. Are they working with you trying to do payment plan?
2: Yeah, I think right now, um, you know, there's a quarter, probably 25% of that population that's going to try to play the COVID card. Um, And, you know, at Arrowhead Retreat and everybody the same, they have to prove to me that they've been laid off, furloughed, unemployed, whatever the stat is, and any HR department will fill that paperwork out. So if if we can get in communication with the tenants, uh, most of the tenants are working with us and want a payment plan. Um, There is a few hiding behind COVID and kind of are assuming that we're not going to move forward when we're able to legally. Um, And so that's kind of a sad situation. I keep telling all our tenants, no communication is bad. Yeah. Um, communicate with let us know what's happening we'll work with you um, and then we have some great tenants that are paying like 25 dollars every other day they're out ubering they're doing everything they can to get their rent paid um and you know if the million dollar question is what portfolio is not paying it's spread high end to low end so it just it there's no like perfect number because everybody asks me oh is your you know twelve hundred dollar less units you know are they the ones not paying? No, actually, they're the most that are most proactive, responsible, um, you know, really trying to communicate with us. And right now it's no communication that we just show up at the property.
0: So, so you're, you're saying that between like, you know, a, you know, a class C, class B, class A property, not seeing a, a major difference in, in people not paying rent or are paying rent?
2: No, I would say it's across the portfolio. And I think a lot of it is they're super embarrassed. So when we do tag them and really communicate with them and it'd be like, I'll send a text and say, you know, come on, like you need to pick up the phone and answer. And most of it is just pure humiliation. People are just, you know, we can't afford food and how do you want us to pay your rent? So that's the conversations we have to have.
0: And that's probably assuming what your reference was to being a counselor at the beginning of the call was, right?
2: Correct. Mm -hmm. We probably put about uh, 10, I mean, it's 10, 12 hour days and it's seven days a week. People call you on Saturday, Sunday, crying, figuring out. Um, You know, we were pretty, I was pretty consistent, pretty heavy with the portfolio yesterday. So we had a lot of communication. So we have quite a few going on payment plans, more than I anticipated, actually. It's pretty sad. And
0: do you have any type of feel as to like what percent rents you may click by the end of May or is it just too hard to predict?
2: Right now it's day to day. So I open, you know, I open up delinquency every day and pray. Um, I'm hoping that we probably only have 20 to 30 properties setting on payment arrangements. Uh, I will tell you the big thing that we've seen this week, and I was totally shocked, is we had five properties just literally email us and call us um, and say the keys are on the counter. We moved out uh, am floored. They just broke their lease. and so move out. So um, three of the properties we've already walked immediately and I will give the tenants, they were in perfect shape. So they cleaned it, they had the carpets cleaned, they're rent ready, uh, but they've all broke their lease and um, they said it was just better to move out. They didn't want to disappoint us. That was a couple of the tenants. It's, kind of, it's, it's a sad situation overall because people are at their last end and they don't know what to do. So I would actually rather them move out and then snowball them in rent because evictions are going to be a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So what are you seeing on, actually, before I move that question, because um, I know like I've got a rental property with you, all my clients do, how
2: is Section 8 performing? Is- Section 8's top dollar right now. So Section 8's like clockwork. So that's a beautiful thing. It's kind of funny because a lot of my owners did not want to go Section 8 prior to this. Um, and, you know, certain portfolios kind of push the Section 8. And now they call me, they're like, oh, thank God. I'm like, I told you, Section 8 is actually running faster now than they were pre-COVID. Really? Oh, absolutely. Like, honestly, we just approved a tenant today. I already have the Section 8 packet. The inspector is going to go out over the weekend to inspect it. And we're going to move them in next Thursday. It's unheard of. That's not even, I'm like, what? We're not going to wait 30 days? They're like, no. Payments are still 30 days first time, but inspections and everything else is rolling way faster.
0: So that part of the government is actually moving faster. <laughs>
2: yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. way to go right now. <laughs> <off. laughs> yeah. And I, I will not- tell you a lot of our Section 8 tenants um, that were not full voucher are going full voucher. So all they're doing is um, going online and they talk to their caseworker. They tell their caseworker they've been laid off. They prove it. And then Section 8's moving into the full voucher.
0: So right it, 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 slow down and explain how that works. A lot of our listeners, they don't know the nuances yeah. of Section 8. When, they say, when you say go full voucher, what does that mean?
2: So basically Section 8 is income-based, so most of our tenants, 99% of them, pay a portion of the rent depending on what kind of job they have. So if they've lost their job, all they have to do is communicate with Section 8, that they've lost their job, and then Section 8 is moving them to a 100% voucher. That means we get 100% rent from the government. It is a temporary thing, obviously, um, but I'm very impressed. Like Aurora right now is... Denver and Aurora are cranking. Every time I email something, they have it back right away. They're telling me exactly what's happening. Now, I will say like my tenants that went full adjustment this month, I didn't receive full payment yet. I received the, you know, their old portion, but section eight said that'll be in in a couple weeks.
0: So, I mean, that's actually a good thing. Yeah, that's not a big deal. What, three weeks to wait for a hundred dollars or $200?
2: Section eight is the bonus right now, to be honest with you. (laughs)
0: So, um, what do you guys think on the leasing front? Is it how good or how bad is it as far as like leasing up rental properties right now?
2: It's absolutely okay. So this is the this is what we we're just mind boggling. We rented seventeen properties in April. Um, now, compared to last April, it's kind of hard you know to compare because the portfolio is bigger. Yeah. Um, would I say we were busy as a typical April? No, but seventeen properties through COVID, pretty impressive. Um, I would say very good credit, um, highly qualified people, a lot of out of state people. Um, we did, you know, you have to double verify what's going on. Uh, we have seen more forged applications than I've ever seen in 15 years. And like what are people
0: forging on like just their income,
2: um, income, income, income and references. Cause a lot of them are moving out and not giving proper notice. And then they're trying to find a home. So you have to really dig. I mean, you can tell when you're calling a cousin or a mother for a rental reference. You could tell because if you ask the key questions, they don't have the answers. So you can, um, we've had to decline actually quite a few apps. More
3: than ever.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, and then in May, right now we're up to, I think we've already rented out like nine, nine properties, 10 properties, and it's only the eighth. So we're doing about property a day. So my 100% prediction is if it's still priced right and it's clean, it's still renting, Um, I will say I'm very proud of Arrowwood's team and I'll give that to Devin pre COVID. He was smart and he felt that we were going to go to a no showing. And I can tell you, I was nowhere close to that. I had no clue that the business was going to crash in 24 hours and he went out and videotaped every property. So when we tell you we rented, we still rented because our website said, Hey, due to COVID, we're only doing video tours. All of our tenants rented on video tours. Um, And I will tell you, we're still heavy pushing that right now because I just don't want the liability, obviously, to show properties. Um, But I can tell you, I mean, Devin was on top of that game and and we never, ever slid. I mean, it just kept going.
3: And the other side to that, too, is we've also just decided to pick up the phone more. So rather than (laughs) what I mean by that is rather than shooting them a message or something, because we know we're going to see them during the showing and, you know, have the ability to talk to them, uh, you know, verbally rather than just through text we call them right away um so it's just like that you know that touch um to the, you know figure out what their personality is like and and all of that you know um because we're not going to be able to see them in person um and then the other thing that happens with this too is people are like well what about that one piece that i couldn't see in the video or whatever so luckily enough we've had a lot of good tenants that um if it is tenant occupied you know they'll go ahead and snap a picture for us which isn't it always ideal because, you know, everybody lives differently, but overall it's been That was so politely said. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. And we I also, usually prefer to yeah. clean the place before we're stopping photos, but
2: and our maintenance team has been a big play because we weren't meeting to get keys. So we went in and, you know, like would clean it, do all our maintenance, rekey it, video it. We would leave lockbox and then give the tenants lockbox. It was just, it feels like it's such a cold system, but I'm going to tell you, it's kind of funny because we always met our tenants on at the, at the property and walked the property with them and stuff. But even the COVID way is it's really working. Um, I will also flip back on the leasing side. People are really worried about scams right now. And I get it because I'm like, Hey, Chris, great. You're qualified with Arrowhead property management. Go ahead and log in and sign your lease and pay your rent. But you've never seen the property. Right. So a lot of my tenants are like, Whoa, back up. Are you for real? So what we did was we said, okay, Chris, if you want to go ahead and see the property, that's great. But I still need you to sign the lease, pay your security deposit. Then I will give you access. You can go look at the property at any time. If for some reason it doesn't fall into what I put on the marketing sheet or the video and we can't fix it, I'll go ahead and turn the lease back and refund your deposit. Because people are so worried about being scammed. Oh, yeah. And that, that, that actually worked out great. But I never let anybody enter that property without that lease sign of security deposit paid because I don't want them to um, become my new tenants that don't pay. And then I have to evict that hoarder, you know? And I, I just, the people that squat, I just didn't want anything to do with that. So we, it's actually worked really well. It's actually very surprising. Um, how fast we adapted to the market and how fast tenants have adapted. I mean, we have tenants call in, Hey, we know we can't see it, but can you get us a video? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So it's working.
0: And so even if you're, how are you dealing with the situations then where you have uh, you know, a tenant, you know, their lease is up at the end of April and they're mm-hmm. moving out. Are you able to get a videotape or a video tour of the property before they move out? Or is this just now you have to wait until it's vacant to go
2: in there and, and videotape it now,
0: just yeah. a little bit more of a delay.
2: So like Devin said, we were politically correct. Everybody lives different. So if we knew that the property wasn't to the standard, we wanted it. We would really tell the owner, like we would come in at like two weeks before vacancy and put it on the market to start getting interest. And I'll tell you, every one of our, we just rented our first occupied today. Every property that was occupied through COVID rented the minute it went vacant. Because we got the right video. Mm -hmm. So we just, it's all about communication. We just really communicate with our owners and tell them, Hey, you know, it's COVID. Let's all just pray we get rented. And that sounds bad right now, but once it goes vacant, we usually rent it.
0: And for the, uh, you know, the, te- the units you filled over the last, you know, six weeks or so, have you had to do any like rent drops or rent concessions to get them rented?
2: No, Mm-mm. we have not. We've been asking for full, I have had a lot of people ask me like, Hey, we help us work on deposits And I never, ever, ever, ever work on a deposit because if I let you in without a deposit paid on payments, I always get burned. That story never goes well. So, um, no, not really. We're just like, hey, Uh, what I have done is flexed on move-in dates. So, like, if they don't have all the money, I'll say, okay, you know, then we'll push them out to the 15th. Now, some of my owners have asked for rent. They'll give them, like, a $500 bonus. But I can't tell you that's really actually moved the market. You know, it's not like, yeah, it's not like back in 'oh eight. The real market's still there; just people are scared because of COVID.
0: So, for you know, uh, investors out there thinking about buying another property, do you see any major? I mean, what's your advice to another red flags as far as buying rentals? Is it a good time, a bad time? Go section eight.
2: I'd still be buying right and left.
0: Okay. Um,
2: the only advice I would have to investors is to open their and be okay with section eight because section eight still has a huge stigma, even now prior to COVID. There's just a lot of investors that just don't understand section eight. It's a good system and it works. And I was just talking to an investor yesterday and she's like, are you sure you can get this during COVID off? And I said, I guarantee you I can get two grand on section eight. She's like sold. So, you know, if you can be out there buying properties, buy them.
3: And ultimately with section eight, it's a, it's a matter of if you trust your property managers, I mean, the payment is just coming from somebody else, but you know, the same lease is in place. Um, we're going to enforce equally. So, um, if you trust your property managers and that they're going to do the job, I mean, we don't look at section eight tenants being any different from anybody else. No.
0: Makes sense. All okay. right. So, so
2: they're our best tenants. <laughs> definitely.
0: So that's all the questions I got for you guys. You got any final like commentary or data points you want to share?
2: No, I would just say, you know, honestly, if you're self-managing, really watch who you're putting in your properties, make sure you're really running that credit, verifying those. I mean, I can tell you some of the pay steps I've seen come over in the last six weeks were pretty impressive. Um, you know, uh, one From of like them was... a Photoshop was, perspective, you oh, mean? Oh, absolutely. It's absolutely. craziness.
3: I would say if you're marketing your properties or you did market your properties on Craigslist, that has kind of Dang been off. a hot spot <laughs> for us. We've stopped everything on Craigslist, yes. which previously has always been a good supplemental tool. Now we're, no, that's where all of our issues are coming from. So this
0: is a nightmare. Pay your dues and
3: use Zillow,
0: seriously. <laughs> all right, well, thank you guys. So all right, thank you. how can people, uh, what's the best way to, for people to get in touch with you? Is, it, is it the website? Is it email? What's the best way? Our website is
3: the best, um, best way to get in contact with us. We also have just a bit of information on there. So you kind of know what we're talking about before we have a phone call, but that is rentawpm.com. Um, our phone number's on there, so next best step is phone number. Connect with Ellie or me, and
0: we'll take it Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure I put that in the show notes. All right, guys, okay. thank you so much. Right. We'll see you thanks next you month.
2: Go. All right, All right. Thanks. thanks.
0: All right. So I've got Anne Marie Sunday with Legacy Property Management with me. Anne Marie, how's it going? It is going crazy, but
4: good. Very crazy.
0: So I know you've been on a handful of podcasts with me in the past. So some of our listeners know about you and your company. Some of them don't. But give us the, the quick rundown on who you are and legacy property management.
4: Sure. So we've been in business, uh, let's see, six years. Um, and we specialize in single family homes almost exclusively. We do have some one-off condos some duplexes, but, um, nothing large multifamily whatsoever. And we have three property managers plus myself. So I have a staff now of five, including me. And we cover as far South as Castle Rock and as far North as Broomfield going across to about 136 in Thornton. Um, And it's primarily single family homes. We tend to, our average rent is about 2600 and goes up from there. But uh, yeah, we're all over the metro area. And we do everything from leasing, so screening, full background checks. And if owners want to self-manage, not sure I would do that in this market right now. But if (laughs) they did, we would just lease them and hand it over. Uh, If they want us to manage, we do full property management services as well. And so correct me if I'm wrong on a geographical
0: section. I just want to paint the picture where you manage, because you're, I know you go like Castle Rock up to, you know, Broomfield and you're primarily on like the Western, the West side of town, right? Is that where most of your properties are? Or am I incorrect about that?
4: Uh, South and West. west. We're we're very predominant um, in the Highlands Ranch, kind of uh, Hampton South 25 type area into the ranch, Parker, um, and then out into Littleton golden. Yes. Okay. Perfect. All right.
0: So let's talk about, um, rental data first. Let's start with April. How good or how bad was April for this year compared to last year?
4: Uh, we have not missed a beat. Matter of fact, um, our, our market went crazy starting in February, which is one month normally uh, earlier than normal. So usually it starts to kind of go bonkers by March. We went crazy starting in February, then COVID hit and we have not missed a beat. Uh, I actually have said if COVID hadn't hit, I'm not sure it would have been sustainable for the four of us to lease because we are leasing Oh, oh, I mean, last month we leased over 12 properties and wow. we're doing remotely. We added 12 into our portfolio as well um, because people were on the market and we can talk about that. Um, but I have not missed a beat, have not missed any rents. We're 100% rent paid for April and we just finished May rents and they're 100% paid. Not, so not
0: year, a- you're 100% for
4: April and May? Yes, and do you
0: know off the top here, like what were the, the stats like last year, last uh, April and May?
4: Um, I don't usually miss rents. Okay. I, I have not had, I mean, it is very, it might be a one person that's having an issue. Um, but in terms of the big talk this year is, do people need, do tenants need rent relief? And the question then is, have I been requested for rent relief? And I've been requested by one. Um, they have to prove that they can that they need rent relief. and by the way, it's not free rent, it's a deferred rent. things people don't get to live for free, which is what tenants think. Um, so one person asked and the problem was it was a dual income family. So yes, she proved she had had a um, furloughed or cut back in hours uh, for income, but the, the husband did not, so they didn't qualify but we've provided resources and information that they can get it. They just got the stimulus checks. That's for rent, not for buying something else like a new TV. So
0: do you think, cause I'm assuming that since you manage a lot of single family homes, you know, uh, South, Southwest part of Denver Metro, that's probably not a lot of like the service industry, like the bartenders and the waitresses. Do you think that's one of the reasons why you're seeing, I mean, hundred percent rent oh. collection?
4: Yeah, I mean that's part of it. So I I don't know that it's the geography. Uh, part of it is I'll tell you where it is. It's the rents above twenty five hundred. Certainly, certainly twenty five hundred, maybe even twenty three hundred. It's my lower rents th- that are in the condos that would be more a- aimed at the service industry that got mm-hmm. their hours cut. That that would those are the people that are suffering, and I'm here to say that none of mine. All of mine are making their rents, so I, d- I don't necessarily I can I tell you if I, if I had a crystal ball will they make it through the summer I don't know, um, but every month we kind of hope for the best and um, thus far we we're doing we're doing good we're holding strong yeah I mean a hundred percent like can't get any better than that so that is that's impressive
0: nope. and so nope. talking with your tenants you haven't heard. Uh, do you feel like June will probably be a similar, you know, 100% or near 100% rate?
4: Well, we're we're um, obligated this month to send a, a letter that HUD um, uh, sent out. We have to send them what HUD is. Uh, they've, they've delayed the eviction moratorium longer now. So we are required bef- before the end of the month to send out a letter to every single tenant letting them know this. I mean, not my favorite thing. I did early on when COVID started, I said, it's it's your responsibility to have communication with us. Don't wait until, you know, the first of the month and then tell us you can't make rent. Start having the conversation because we can make payment plans if we need to. And we're prepared to do that. But, you know, I hate to stir the pot. And but, you know, it's a requirement by HUD. So we are sending this letter. It could be that at that time they start to ask for for a rent relief, um, you know, just because the eviction moratorium has been extended doesn't mean we can't file for eviction once it starts again. So, you know, yeah, we can't kick them out, but based on payment, we can kick them out for foul play. Right how now.
0: long uh, How long has it been extended for the moratorium?
4: Um, it was supposed to go, I think it's now to the end of July. Okay. And I want to kind of shift gears here.
0: Um what are you seeing on the leasing front? It sounds like you guys are are busy busy busy, but can you give us some more context there? Uh just what's the leasing world like right now?
4: Uh really good. Um you know, people for whatever reason, even during COVID, people are moving still to Colorado. Um, Not every company has been blasted. They've done, I mean, this has taught people to remotely work in so many different areas, and it's taught new processes and workflows, including ours. And so what we have done is we've become much more efficient and effective. Uh, We have done virtual videos in all of our vacant properties so now we have virtual videos of every single house that goes on the market if it's not occupied the girls one of the property managers goes and does a video so we use that when we're shown that's how we show if it were you know for example occupied but more importantly there's these people are looking from another area right they're not traveling here right now so it's a totally different feel they're not wanting to get on a plane until they know so those videos have become very impactful for us, because uh, we can start to lease and show properties from afar again. Um, we have not missed a beat. I, I am floored at how much leasing activity we have been doing since March. I, I, well, actually, it started in February, but when COVID started, I expected it, you know, the breaks to go, and we haven't stopped.
0: So let me ask you this question because, you know, as you know, I work with a lot of investors um, and I've asked my, this question myself. I got lots of clients asking this. Um, I mean, do you, what advice do you have for investors out there? Is it a good time, bad time, about the same to invest, hold off? Like, what would you say so that's just, you know, a, a buy and
4: hold investor? Um, I think it's a great time. First of all, the rates were phenomenal. I don't know what they are now, but the rates were very motivating. Um, the second thing is, uh, unfortunately we could see some fallout from this and man, if you're an investor, be ready to bite fast. Uh, I, 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 for the people that unfortunately may not be able to recover from this and start to lose their home. Um, I think those are the opportunities. That's what we're doing. That's what personally we are doing by adding to our portfolio is, watching where some of those opportunities might come into play for somebody that just couldn't hold it any longer. Yeah, um, I absolutely think it's Denver still is we're going to come out of this at some point. Um, it might not be what we were used to, but housing is still an essential. This is one of the reasons why we didn't get affected. We were considered essential services and we had to show homes. People need a place to live. Um, and so I, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think there's still enough houses. I mean, I keep hearing tenants say they want to buy, but there's just nothing that they really love out there yet. So that tells me there's still a low inventory for people to pick from. Oh, there definitely is. And there's
0: still multiple, multiple offers, as you, as you know. So, you know, before, I think before we hit the record button today, you were telling me about how you picked up, you know, a handful of properties in April. And you said that was from people that were going to list their property to sell, but got nervous and turned them into rentals, right? They were actually
4: listed to sell. Like they, they were, were listed,
0: listed on the MLS? Uh-huh, some uh-huh. in
4: March. Wow. And pulled it out because the showings, you know, when we went into shelter in place and then the executive order said you couldn't even do, you couldn't do uh, open houses, you couldn't, go view properties. And it was a little sketchy to start. And then it became very strict. No, nobody's going into people's houses. And quite frankly, why would you want people in there exposing themselves? Because the way we do showings when it's unoccupied, the girls don't go into the house. They open the door and let them walk if it's unoccupied. So we don't have liability of stealing. I wouldn't want somebody walking my house like that. So people pulled out, and decided to lease for a year or two. And I landed 12.
0: And so all 12 of them came from
4: people that were going most, to... Most of them were. Some majority. were referrals and, okay. and plans. But I would say over half were listed for sale and decided, "Ah, oh, forget it, this isn't the market to sell. And they put them all so- like a one-year or two-year lease then too? Yeah, uh, one year.
0: See, that—that yeah. that is so surprising to me because I would have been... Huh, that's just so interesting because I'd never expect that because I would have been more fearful of the rental market than the sales market, but that's so interesting.
4: Well, it shocked me. I wasn't I I mean, yeah. I'm not complaining whatsoever, but <laughs> I, I was like, sure, we'll have help you out. I mean, it was interesting to go ha- to go see this house and I asking the owners, can you stand outside while I view your house and we can talk outside? Like I didn't want to be in a property. I mean, it's just it's weird times. <laughs> So, um,
0: we covered rental data, we covered leasing data, um, as far as like maintenance requests, as I've been talking to property managers, a few have said that they've definitely seen like a, a big drop off in maintenance requests from their tenants because people are not wanting them, you know, not wanting people come into where they live. What trends are you seeing as far as like, you know, routine maintenance requests from your tenants?
4: Um... You know, we had to send an email out to all tenants saying that we would not, if it wasn't part of a habitability issue, we would not be responding. They, Some of them got it and some of them just got, you know, their feelings hurt or uh, they were upset because they weren't getting stuff. And And part of it was my contractors weren't going to go. Yeah. So, you know, my HVAC contractors were prepared. And then there's others that if they could grin and bear it, like, you know a furnace wasn't working great and they were limping along but they really didn't want to risk it then that was their decision i mean unless it was going to be detrimental to the house and i had to make them do it um but like a furnace cleaning uh you know i we postponed those i've got one owner that insisted it had to happen and the tenants wouldn't allow it and i said that's not grounds for eviction on a clean um but you know, things like that. Um, I have seen a drop off. I I don't know if I've seen, I feel like the maintenance requests are always coming in, but we we've had to stipulate what, what is okay. And then we just check to see if it's safe. I mean, the thing that's killing me right now is, um, starting up sprinklers because we need to be in the basement and they started so late and now we were cold and then we went hot fast. And so now I've got complaints of scorching lawn. It's not scorched, but it, it, it'll be just fine. But <laughs> so that that's the thing, you know, my my lawn care people are running around like crazy trying to get everybody's sprinklers running. And so
0: those were the main questions I had for you. Now, just as we wrap this up, like what other like general commentary or data points do you want to share with listeners out there? Because you're you're in a different set of trenches than I am.
4: I I think it's a great market. I never, I mean, COVID stinks. Let's just be honest. It's not, it has not been fun going through it. It it stinks for those. I have three people that I know that have personally passed from it. I mean, it stinks. I get that. But from a property management standpoint, I was just on a call yesterday and it was a coaching call on what are the opportunities and the opportunities for us was just to, I mean, Honestly, I did a video with a realtor talking about how do you buy another investment property with, with your current asset or your current equity and, you know, taking a HELOC or taking a line of equity and going and buying another one. Because to me, it is the time to do it. The rates are great. There's an opportunity. Why not? So, and leasing hasn't stopped. Are our rents as high as they were in 15, 16 and part of 17? No, no but they're still strong. Denver is a strong market. So why wouldn't you? Um, So I think it's a great, it's a great opportunity. And I mean, I love the way where we're at. We learned how to do real effective business. And honestly, each of the PMs can handle more properties if they're not having to drive everywhere, which this is what taught us. So there were all kinds of opportunities and lessons in this COVID thing. So it's been a win. Uh, Unfortunately, um at the expense of some pretty nasty stuff but um it's been it's been opportunity after opportunity for us well
0: there, there's always silver linings and in, in bad times uh well this is wonderful emery we'll definitely have you back on next month for an update sure. um sure. how can people get in contact uh, get in touch with you and find out about your your pm company what's the best way
4: uh website is legacy www.legacy. That's L-E-G-A-C-Y-P-M-C-O.com. You can also call on our number 720-445-9515. Extension one is me. You'll get my assistant. You can set up a time on my calendar and she'll she'll take care of you. Her name's Deanne. And uh, we would be happy just to, you know, chat and see if you need some numbers run or anything like that. Happy to do it.
0: Wonderful. Well, thanks so much, Anne-Marie.
4: Yep. Take care.
0: All right. I am joined by Mark Cunningham of Grace Property Management and Real Estate. Now, for many of our longtime listeners, Mark is no stranger. He's been as he's been on quite a few episodes of our podcast. But Mark, I know we got a lot of new listeners out there. Uh, tell us a quick rundown on who you are and who Grace is.
5: Yeah, well, thanks for having me on here. And so we we've been around since 1978. So my dad in 1978 decided uh, he was tired of being a school teacher. And he was ready to open a real estate and property management company. So he did that in Denver, uh, Grace Property Management back in 78. And so I was kind of employee number one because I was free child labor. So my dad would have me <laughs> running around painting doors and pulling weeds and serving notices and collecting rent. So that's, that's the world I grew up in and lived in. Uh, so today uh, we've got a platform of just under a thousand doors that we manage uh, throughout the metro Denver area. We've got a pretty good sized team of folks. So we do... Uh, primarily property management. We do a little bit of real estate sales for our property management clientele, uh, but we help investors. And, and we really believe, you know, from a conceptual standpoint, that that it's not some negative relationship between landlords and tenants, but that when you treat tenants well and you treat investors and landlords well, that it's a mutually beneficial relationship. So we come at it from that angle, and and uh, we manage mostly single family and small multifamily properties. Uh, we do a little bit of commercial. Um, as well for some investors, but that's kind of the the, air, the world we live in.
0: Yes. And so as far as the, uh, like, what's the, a rough percentage, of like the single family homes, what percentage does that make of your portfolio, would you say?
5: Oh, probably 80%.
0: Okay. So vast, vast majority of it. So yep. I've got the million dollar question that I've been asking. I get asked this multiple times a day, how good or how bad is the rent collection? And if we can, let's start with April, since I know that's closed out now. What's the stats on, on April uh, this year compared and compared to last year?
5: So when all this stuff hit, right, all the COVID stuff hit our, our industry, the property management industry on both, both a local and a national level, like people were, we, property managers were freaking out more than anybody else. Cause they were like, you know, nobody's going to pay rent. What are we going to do? And uh, nobody knew what to expect. We've been doing this a long time. And one of the things that we looked back on historically and this, is, this was so interesting. If we look back over 40 years of data, the number one month we've had over 40 years with the highest rent collection, so meaning lowest delinquency, was the month after 9-11. So October 2000, uh, 2001, right, right after 9-11, when the world went crazy, right? We had more tenants paying than any other month. And I think it's because of, of the psychological side of, gosh, when things get crazy, people want stability. Uh-huh. They want to pay their rent. They don't... I want to sit in my house, and I'm scared to death. The last thing I want to have to do is move right now. So i pay my rent and just sit here. And that's kind of what they did. So w- we didn't think the sky was going to fall here in the month of April with paying rents. I mean, certainly, if people don't have money, that's that's one thing. But we thought it would be pretty mitigated. And and that did prove true. So what we saw over time was on the front end, you know, April rents are due. and And we didn't see as high of a collection rate initially as we typically would do. We were off, oh, about anywhere from 10 to 15% on a daily basis to where we would normally be. So, you know, rents always kind of come in, they, they filter in throughout the month. Not everybody pays on time. Yeah. When we're collecting rents on 900 tenants, right? It's going to kind of filter in. On a typical month, on a typical month, by the last day of the month, we have 99% of rents collected. That's just how, that's one of the measure measuring sticks we use. So, you know, most rents come in on time. 15th of the month, a little more come in. The 20th of the month, a little more come in. By the time we get to the end of the month, all the stragglers and things we've made, we've got ninety nine percent in. So what we saw in April was just kind of a delay of that. So instead of having you know 50% of the rents in by the third day of the month, we were only like at 40%. So it delayed, delayed, delayed out. So I looked just the other day, as of about uh, three days ago, for the month of April, we were at ninety eight percent of April rents collected.
0: So about so what 1% off pretty of good. last year?
5: So we're, we're about 1% off of what we would normally that be. That yeah. is now, nothing. Yeah, so, so, so we got it all. The thing to remember is, is it's just taking longer to get. Yeah. <laughs> so in the past, we, we'd have it all by the 15th or whatever. So you're still we're still seeing, and we're seeing this industry-wide as well as just Denver. You're still getting the rent. It's just taking longer to collect. It's taking tenants longer to get their unemployment checks. It's taking them longer to transfer their savings, what they need to do. So there's a lot more flexibility we're having. We're having to work twice as hard to collect it but we're still getting it. It's just taking a little bit longer time frame to collect.
0: That's impressive. So how, and now we are recording this on Friday, May 8th, you know, how is May shaping up so far?
5: May thus far is looking just like April. So we're seeing some, some delay on the front end. We don't have as much now as we would hope to have on the eighth day of a normal month. Um, and with the governor's new order, you know, the governor, uh, so on your listeners probably know this because they, they live in this world. Right. But on uh, the, the night before May rent was due, we suddenly get this email. Hey, there's a there's a new governor's order, executive order that no late fees can be charged. No ev- evictions can be initiated. And it was kind of a out of, out of the left field. It just kind of caught us all by surprise. So that that was a big shock to see how, how do we navigate that? Because we now as landlords, we have no legal recourse. It is. A, it's a total relationship play. If yeah. a tenant doesn't want to pay rent, they don't have to pay rent. So, so we look at this whole experience of what's going on right now through a couple different lenses. If you're a property manager, one way to view what's going on right now is how strong has your applicant selection process been in the past? Meaning if you're looking at your records right now and you're saying, gosh, 25% of my tenants still haven't paid rent for April. Okay. What I would say is that's a reflection on the screening process you're using to let tenants in you probably had too low of a screening process if your screen process was high enough you should have most of your rents collected because in the last couple of years the economy's been great everybody could pay their rent by and large right so they're so screening didn't matter to some extent right yeah everybody can pay everybody can get a job you can go pay your rent well when things get tough now we really see the effects of having a tight screening process so i think that's one thing to be aware of if you're a landlord if all of your tenants aren't paying rent it may say more about your lack of screening than about those people having problems.
0: Okay, uh, that makes the perfect sense. Things. And as far as just like the general, you know, feel you're getting from tenants, as you said, you know, you know the communication you're getting, um, and you got you guys have a large portfolio. Are you getting a lot of tenants that are you know taking advantage of the system and basically giving you got giving you and the landlords a middle finger, saying, "Hey, you can't evict me. Screw well, off." I'm sure there's always some bad apples. So you know, law of averages says you're probably going to get, I would imagine, some just with your portfolio size. But I'm kind of curious what the yeah. what what the feel is you and your team are getting from from tenants.
5: So I was talking to a property manager earlier today in California. And in California, I mean, if you think it's tough in Colorado with the laws we have, in California they can't do anything. They can't evict. They can't, I mean, it's tough. And he said to me, we we're talking about people paying rent for the month of May, and he said, you know. What we've seen with people paying rent, and this is what his quote, he said, it's restored my faith in humanity. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He said, "He said because my tenants don't have to pay. If they don't want to pay, they don't have to pay, and and we can't do a thing about it. He said, but by and large, tenants are paying, and we're experiencing the same thing, and other PMs are experiencing the same thing, right? Tenants, by and large, are good folks, and if they have the money, they're going to pay, just like most landlords are good folks. And yes, there are, there are a few uh, difficult people that we've had a few people that have said, you know what? I don't have to pay. I'm not going to pay. We've had just just a few, though, just a handful of those. Not not much. So you're always going to have some individuals that they're going to take advantage of the system wherever they can do it. Now, long term, they're going to they'll get evicted. They're going to have an eviction on their record. It's not in their best interest to do so. Uh, but by and large, people are still paying from what we're seeing. So that that's that speaks very well, I think, to the the average um, landlord out there and the average tenant out there because it, it they're good folks. They really are.
0: So I want to kind of shift gears here because the, the second question I get often from clients is, "What's the leasing scene like right now?" Um, you know, mm-hmm. right around you know mid March, everything kind of started getting put on the hold. Uh, how is the leasing going?
5: So uh, we every week we have a meeting with our team and our leasing team and our property managers. We call it our, our vacancy delinquency meeting. Every Wednesday, we go through all of our delinquencies. Which is what we're talking about right now. We also go through all of our vacancies as it relates to marketing. So just this week, two days ago on Wednesday, we sat down and our leasing person said this, this has been the best leasing week we have had in the last 12 months. Wow. We've had more activity. We've had more leases signed. And, and actually it was interesting because you said it's the best week we've had in exactly 12 months. The other best week was the first week of May of last year. Huh. So, um, Seasonality, you know, is there seasonality to leasing in Colorado? Absolutely, there is. And right now is typically when the leasing season kind of kicks off. It gets really busy right now. Schools out, people are looking to move. So I think you're going to see less people moving. We have seen less people giving notice to vacate because now it's not the time to move just with all the covid stuff going on right nobody wants to go have to look for a new house and find a new place but if you do have to move and there are people that have to move for whatever reason or they've already they're planning on moving before all the stuff happened they're still out there and they're active so if you have a vacant property and it's not renting right now don't blame covid you need to look at your rental rate you need to look at the quality of the property cuz if it's priced appropriately and if it shows well you should be getting activity cuz things are still renting
0: and are you? Um, I know it's been a roller coaster the last, you know, six or seven weeks, and so it's very different from renting a property now than it was, you know, four weeks ago when we were on lockdown. Overall, in your portfolio, are you seeing uh, like you know more rent concessions, more rent drops, or people having to, or investors having to do that to get their properties filled?
5: Um, we're not seeing a lot of rent concessions or drops yet. I think every I think everybody is holding their breath right now, okay. right, to see you know, hey, what's what's going to happen? Are we going to have this huge fall off the end of a cliff with rental rates? Are we going to have to do that? Um, you know, th- th- this was cool. We we're just talking about tenants and landlords working together. So when, when this first when this thing first hit, uh, one thing we did is we reached out to all of our current landlords. We said, hey, you know, here's what's going on. We don't we don't know what's gonna happen exactly with tenants paying rent. If you, Mr. Landlord or Miss Landlord, want to proactively help out your tenant and, and give them a rent concession, give them a hundred bucks off this month's rent or fifty bucks off or give them the month free, you know, whatever, let us know. We're happy to offer that to your tenant. Chris, we had over twenty-five thousand dollars come in to us from our owners who said, you know what, everything from you yeah, out, give them twenty-five bucks off to give them the, give them the month free. Wow. Just just off the top, twenty-five thousand bucks. I mean, that speaks so well to landlords, doesn't it? I mean, the fact that these landlords aren't these- That doesn't these make the headlines. No, no, that doesn't go, make the go, headlines. Go You're call exactly the Denver
0: right. Post and get that story out there.
5: That's so, right. Because what makes the headline is the one stupid landlord who right. posts a notice when the tenant has COVID, right? But that's not the norm. The norm is landlords, our landlords saying, hey, I want to help. I want to I give what I can where I can. And I think we'll see that again now uh, in the month of May. And we stepped up as well. We said, you know what? If you want to waive the rent, we'll waive the management fee. I mean, we want we want to help. And most landlords want to do that. Now, I don't think we'll see a whole lot of concessions with rents dropping unless tenants really can't pay. But so far, tenants have been able to pay. Now, on renewals, as it relates to the renewal season, if this hadn't happened, if all the COVID stuff hadn't happened, the conversation you and I would be having right now would be, hey, what do we expect to see for an average rent increase rate for the next year? Because everything's coming up for renewal. And I would have said to you, well, Chris, we expect to see somewhere between on average – you know, four to six percent increase in rents to keep up with the increase of taxes and HOAs and insurance. That's what we'd expect to see. Well, that has changed with with the COVID stuff. It's not you you can't get that rent increase right now. It's not appropriate to do it. It's not wise to do it. It's not uh, it's not good PR to do it. And the market may or may not be able to bear it. We just don't know that. So what we're seeing a lot of folks do on the renewals is is either keep it flat. Or just let things go month to month right now. Let's just let let things roll out. Let's see what happens. Tenants want flexibility. Landlords want flexibility. So our recommendation to a lot of those landlords is, you know what? Let the lease go month to month for a couple months. Let's see how this stuff rolls out. And maybe you'll have to drop the rent at that point in time. Maybe you'll keep it flat. Who knows? But we are in such a um, unique time right now. And everything is so fluid and changing so quickly that I don't think it is benefits a landlord to lock in a, a rent reduction because what if in 3 months from now we're we're back to normal yep. and you're like darn it I, I lost out of 12 months on a renewal because I overreacted when things got crazy. So waiting is not a bad plan
0: right now. All right. So what do you have cuz I know, you know, you're an investor yourself. Uh you definitely have your finger on the pulse of the market, the rental market. Uh, a lot of investors out there are saying, hey, you know, should I, should I wait before I buy another rental property? Is it a good time to buy? Are rents going to drop off a cliff, which it sounds like they're not going to? What's some just general advice you have out there for investors when they're looking at you, know, the, the buy and hold investors? Uh, good time? Bad time? Yeah. About the same time to buy?
5: If rents haven't fallen off the side of the cliff in the last two months, they're not going to. I mean, you can't even buy toilet paper right now, right? That's how crazy the world is. Yet, yet, rents are stable, right? I mean, that's my wife analogy. sent me to the store. She's like, hey, I'm at the store. I see Clorox wipes. It's a limit of one. Get over here right now and buy one. I mean, that's the world we live in, right? I mean, to- I'm hoarding toilet paper. So this is as crazy as things are ever going to get, I think. I mean, if it gets worse, then just pack it up and the zombies are coming, right? Yeah. So if rents haven't dropped now, Then, what in the world could make rents drop? It can't get any crazier than it is. So, I think it's safe from that standpoint. The other attractive thing to buy is interest rates. Yeah. My gosh. I mean, we, we, you know, people used to, remember when when Trump said, Trump called a couple months ago, he called for the Fed to take interest rates to zero or less. And everybody laughed, you know, Trump's so stupid. Why is this thing? Well, guess what the conversation is now? Interest rates may go below zero. I mean, that's the market we're in, which means is it a good time to buy? You bet it is. You, I said we started in 1978. In 1978, if you went out to buy an investment property, you're paying 18% interest, 18% interest. We're now at what? I saw three and a half on a 30-year fixed.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're, uh, we're sub four for investments now.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from that standpoint, yes, it's very trite. Here's what scares me though, Chris. If you would have told me as a property manager, as a real estate investor, you said, hey, Mark, if you approached me in January, you said, hey, Mark, I'll bet you 10 bucks that in May, there will be a, a law, a national law, that says you can't evict your tenant if you have a federally backed loan for the next four months. And there will be a governor's order that says you can't charge a late fee and you can't evict a tenant even if they don't pay rent. I've said that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. We don't live in a communist country. Get out of here, Chris. You're crazy. But that's happened. That's happened. And if that sentiment, I think, locks in to some extent, if the because leg- the legislature is coming back. Right. The legislative session was supposed to end the day before yesterday. And and for landlords, that was a good thing because they were looking at some anti-landlord stuff. If they come back now and they say, Ooh, we we, we can't let landlords charge late fees, because that's what they were saying before. If they come in heavy handed, I think, and, and this is my personal opinion as well, I think from an as an investor standpoint, I think, gosh, if I have to worry about the government saying you can't you can't evict your tenant even if they don't pay. That that gives me concern. Yeah. That really gives me concern of do I want to take my investment money and do I want to put it in real estate in Colorado? Because if it's that un friendly, then I really have to think twice about it. So I, I do worry that we will see some landlords when this washes out and prices stay stable or what? You know, they don't drop. I think we will see some investors say, you know what, this landlording game is not for me. If, if the government can say my tenant doesn't have to pay and I can't do anything about it, this is not a game I want to play. And I think we will have some people just decide I'm out. I'm, I want to sell. I'm going to go put it back in the stock market. We saw all this money flow out of the stock market into real estate. If this thing isn't handled well by the politicians and they come in too heavy-handed on landlords, I absolutely believe we'll see a five to ten percent reduction in the amount of rental homes available. Because you'll see a lot of these small landlords that say I, I'm done. I'm. This is too risky for me. I can't risk. Not being able to evict my tenant if they don't pay rent.
0: That's interesting. I never thought about the angle before, but yeah. So that that could be one of the downsides out of this, huh?
5: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: So, Mark, as we as we close out of this segment, you got any like just other data points or general commentary you want to share with the listeners out there from like where you are in well, the trenches?
5: Yeah, I think if you're a landlord. As I said earlier, you want to number one use this as an opportunity to ensure that your your applicant screening process is tight. How tight are you on that? Number one, you want to make sure that you're following um, current best practices as it relates to showings. That's been that has been a problem for a lot of PMs and a lot of real estate investors. Is gosh, how do I show my property? I've got a stay at home order. I've got a vacancy. How do I get somebody in there to see it? So you want to start looking at. If you haven't done it, look at some technologies. You know, do video tours. There's things like electronic lockbox showings there's things like uh, companies that will use agents to show there's a lot of technology out mm-hmm. there. You've got to make sure you're marketing your property uh, right now or else you're just not doing anybody any good. but yes, I would I would look in everything like this there's always opportunity right Our mantra, our company mantra for 40 years has been follow the opportunity follow it what's the opportunity today and the opportunity in the very near future based upon the craziness is there may be some opportunities to buy. You may have some of those investors that I just talked about that say, you know what, I'm out. And and that's an opportunity for a buyer to come in at great interest rates, have a solid lease agreement, have a solid leasing process, have a solid tenant screening process in place, and pick up a good property. So if you're a long-term investor, I'm still strong on the market.
0: Great. So Mark, thank you so much for taking time today. And we will definitely be checking with you next month to just kind of get another update from your end on leasing stats, uh, rental data. So thank you so much. And if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you uh, and or Grace Property Management?
5: Yeah, the best way to reach us is through our website, which is rent, R-E-N-T, grace dot dot rentgrace.com. And they can jump on there. We've got a lot of investor information. Wow. So, it's not just about, hey, here's why you should hire us. But we just, we have a lot of this type of information that's out there. So whether you're a client of ours or not, uh, there's a lot of good information that will help you as a, as your, as a self-investor manage your own property. Yeah, We're you do. I
0: mean, you you do a great job of putting out, uh, I guess I'll say weekly YouTube videos. I don't know. I think you on their website on YouTube with great content. So that's a great resource people check out. I'll definitely recommend that. Well, Mark, thank you so much. This has been great.
5: Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it.